welcome to episode 33 of United United. Me, Dave, here for this final episode of the season. And alongside me, I've got Jem. Hi, Jem. How are you doing? Hi, Dave. I'm not I'm not bad, uh, but I'm not as good as you. <laughs> no, you're probably not. Oh, Jem. Jem, I, I don't even know where to start. It's what, what a game. What a week. Uh, I, I am trust for you, Dave. This, I, this, this is why we, you know, I'll, I'll let you get into it. But this is why we are where we are. United, United. We had a vision a couple of years ago. <laughs> we saw success in both our teams, and look at look where we are now, Dave. Look where we are. Potentially, two of the most successful teams this season. Yep. I'll, I'll make that point later. Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly, two of the most successful teams this season. There's a third team, but we're not really that fussed about them, are we? Yeah, cheating. So. <laughs> but apart from them, like you say, put them to one side for their financial irregularities. Uh, we are the two most successful teams this season because we've won trophies, Gem, and no other team apart from that other team has won trophies this season, have they? Nope. So, yeah. You're right, Jim. We had the vision. And really, when we started this podcast, one or other of our teams of our teams has always been at a low at a low point. Either your team. You remember the high when we started where you just signed Ronaldo when we started a couple of seasons ago? I remember you just started. uh, You just signed Ronaldo. Hopes were high. How quickly all that finished with um, what's his name? I can't remember your manager's name now. <laughs> Who was uh, it? R- uh, Ollie. Ollie. No, yeah, Ollie. not not Ralph. Uh, Ollie. Ralph and Ollie and yeah. all the rest of them. And his bus at the bottom of the Manchester Shipping Canal. Yeah. And we had all of that where West Ham were on a high, finishing in what did we finish in seventh place and mm. get into the Europa League semi-final, and then it all swapped around this season, didn't it? Where your new guy came in and. Uh, he, you know, he did well. He did well, Jem. I'll give him that. He's done well. You won a cup. You qualified for the Champions League. Pretty good season for you guys. Yeah. But we were struggling all season, Jem. But then, last Wednesday night, it all came together. The pinnacle. The pinnacle. The pinnacle. Possibly, Jem, the best trophy in Europe. <laughs> I mean, we were talking about this the other day. We think it's got the best theme tune. It's a bit like a James Bond theme tune, the, the theme tune for the Conference League. Uh, you know, they've all got different, slightly different theme tunes. In fact, the Europa League is very similar to the Conference League. But I'd say the, the Conference League theme tune is better. And then we've got that Champions League theme tune. Boring. Um, but uh, so possibly the best, no, definitely the best theme tune. And probably, I'd say, the best cup. It's a great trophy. Really good looking trophy. Um, so overall, I'd say it's the best competition, Jim, and the best team won the best competition. What a night, and what a way to win it, Jim. I mean, we went one nil up with a definite penalty. The guy punches the ball, and uh, Bowen sees it and appeals. And of course, VAR. Love VAR. We've loved VAR ever since it came in, haven't we? And they they get those, all those decisions right, Jim, without fail. Mm. Gave that penalty. Ben Rama, who I've never doubted, by the way. I've never, never said a word against him. Fantastic player. 
slotted that in. I had no doubts at the time. You can imagine, Jim, I was sitting in my front room going, oh, he'll score this. He'll score yeah, this. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And uh, he slotted that in. And uh, then they scored. They equalised with a yeah, I'll give them it. It was a, it was a good finish. It was a mm. good finish. And uh, then we, um, 89th minute, Jem, 90th minute. I think it was into the 90th minute. They, we actually, if you analyse this, we had a free kick wide out on the right. And we were thinking, right, Soufal, just get that ball in. Good delivery. Get one of our bigger players on the end of it. There's a chance yeah. here. So what does he do? He, he overhits it. Their keeper comes out to grab it. I think Suchek fouls him, and it's a free kick to them. And you think, oh, that's it. We're going to go. We're going. We're going to extra time and penalties here. Their keeper hoofs the uh, free kick up the pitch. They play an inexplicably high line. Suchek does a brilliant bit of. Oh well, one of our defenders um, heads it forward. Suchek does a brilliant bit of miscontrolling. Doesn't know where the ball's gone, and uh, drops to Packeter one touch, and then this slide rule pass through to Bowen. Runs onto it behind their defence. One touch. Shoots before the goalkeeper gets set. Goalkeeper goes down, bounces off his leg and into the net. Gem, we were in dreamland. We <laughs> absolute were, scenes. Absolute scenes indeed. You can imagine the, uh, the Sid Cup Stadium here went absolutely <laughs> mental. Couldn't believe what we were watching. And then after the five minutes of injury time, which turned out to be about eight minutes, but Fiorentina had lost it by then. They were just hoofing the ball forwards and we were clearing it. Uh, we went and won it, Jim. We went and won it. And Declan Rice, our captain, our hero, he he holds the trophy aloft. Yeah. And uh, and then we sing a lovely song about Jared Bowen and, um, and Danny Dyer, which is... Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure that was... Uh... Echoing th- throughout the Sid Cup Stadium, Dave. <laughs> it really was. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's okay. It's okay to sing that song because Danny Dyer Senior says it's okay. So, and Danny Dyer Junior has also said she's she's okay with it. Yeah, I think Danny Dyer um, Senior said something like, you know, uh, bones on fire, and he's cuddling my daughter or something like that. <laughs> something along them lines. That's what he said. So, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. So he said he even starts that chant sometimes. So I saw, saw on Instagram him talking about it. So, oh, Jim, and then, oh, sorry, I'm going to go on a bit here. And then the next day we had the parade where yeah. the whole of East London turned out, crowded the streets of Stratford and Plasto. And the, the bus made its way, the open top bus, which I think had been leaked to the media the day before, so before the final. It's like, is this bus going to be used tomorrow? You lucky lot. <laughs> you imagine the flat would have got if we'd have lost. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I went down there with um, old friends of the show, Josie and Robbie, West Ham, fellow West Ham fans. We went down there, got a place near the uh, near the balcony in Stratford Town Hall and saw all the players come. All wearing sunglasses, Gem. I don't know why. Um I don't know if they were worse for wear or, or what that was about, but they were all wearing sunglasses. And uh, yeah, there was there was a classic moment uh, where Declan Rice makes a speech. Did you see this live on BBC? Yeah, classy as ever, Dave. <laughs> and he said, "What was it?" He said, <laughs> I, I, "Words I can't repeat." <laughs> Something about 
how much West Ham are massive, aren't they? Yeah. But I think there was another word added into that. There was another word added in, beginning with F in the middle of that, live on the BBC. Uh, it's absolute class. You know what? I, I, I'm going to let you finish all this. But, you know, BBC, what do they expect yeah. in the situations? Emotions are running high, Dave. Yeah, exactly. They should have had it on a delay if they were worried about it. Uh, but anyway, Jem, we were there for an hour and a half just soaking that up. Uh, it was just... It's just 43 years since we last won a trophy. It's 58 years since we won a European trophy. Wow. So this is this is a drought, and this is like the deluge to end all droughts. But I'll tell you what, Jem, apart from last night, I was hoping City would lose last night because, Jem, when, did, when was the last time you... Uh, you won a year, uh, any kind of trophy, Jim. When was the last time, man, you won any kind of trophy? I believe it was um, in February. February. February, March, April, May. We're into June. So that's a three-month trophy drought, Jim. Mm. Three-month to- trophy drought. Terrible. West Ham, they've only got, they've got on a four-day trophy drought at the moment. <laughs> uh, and you look at all the other clubs, Jim, they're all on much longer trophy droughts than us and, and longer than you as well. So we are, apart from City, who we don't really want to talk about, we've got the shortest trophy drought of all. Yep. What about that? It's not not often you can say that, is it? No, it's not. And uh, you know, on you know, I'll include both points there. You know, four days, and it was forty-three years. Forty-three years since the last trophy. Three years, yeah. Fifty-eight since the last yeah. European. You got to save the moment, Dave. Take it all in because we're probably gonna have to wait another fifty-eight years for the next West Ham trophy. So, brilliant. No, I'm only joking. I don't want to take anything away from this. No, I mean this is this is for both of us, Gem, isn't it? This we've we've been toiling hard on this podcast, hoping something interesting would happen, something good would happen <laughs> for our teams. <laughs> and this season, it has. It's turned out to be just an amazing season. And Gem. You know, I talked about this model, this new model of playing football. Forget the league, Jim. Don't worry about that. All you've got to do is stay up, right? Maybe a little bit a little bit more ease than we did this season. But you want to finish about 10th, 11th, 12th. Just take it easy in the league. Target your European trophy, Jim. We're going to win the Europa next season into the Champions League. We could even be, Jim, if we, if we get the league slightly misjudged, we could be in the Champions League and the Championship next season. <laughs> Should be pretty unique. But uh, when I say next season, I mean the season after next. So yeah. next season, we win the Europa yep. into the Champions League, Gem. Then focus on that, win that. That gets us back into the Champions League. That's the new model. Don't worry about the league. No. So Moyes, genius. Genius. He's rethinking football. All this thing about Pep, you know, he's reinventing football with the inverted fullbacks and all that kind of nonsense. No, no. Moyes has gone a step further. He's like, right, we're not even worrying about normal football, normal league. We're just gonna we're just gonna play our same way in the league, and all the teams that have found us out will beat us, but we'll beat all the ones that haven't found us out or aren't good enough to find us out, like Leeds this season. <laughs> and uh and we'll stay up. And but then this model we take into Europe, none none of the European teams can cope with it. I think we won something like 13 out of 14 games this uh, or 12 out of 13 games in Europe. In fact, no, it was. We won 14 games in Europe and that's more games in Europe than we won in the league. <sighs> we won more games in Europe than we won in the league. 
That is a starting half up. Yeah. Now, there we go. 12, so I've got my notes. 12 Europa Conference League games won, 11 league matches won. <laughs> right? The lowest league finish for any winner of any European competition ever. No way. 14th. That's, that is an achievement, Jim. Yep. That is an achievement. And that's the new model. You know, he's reinventing football, Moyes. Well, you definitely celebrated like it, Dave. <laughs> Uh, we've got a few things to put towards you. Go on, uh, let's have it all. Well, obviously, we saw Moyes running on to the pitch. Uh, we talk about pitch invaders on this podcast, Dave. <laughs> he should be banned for the Europa League first couple of games next season because that is breaking the rules. We've been asked to put him put back into his technical area. I don't know who he thinks he is. Jose Mourinho, Sir Alex, um, David Freud, I, I call him. <laughs> because you know we can give it all this about you know this is the new way no Premier League let's just focus on the Europe he he you know me Dave I am part time West Ham fan now as well mm. because because of this and he has frustrated the life out of me this season with his negative football <laughs> negative comments all the time and now he thinks he's going to get all the praise well no David David Moyes, listen to me. I thought you were being very formal with me then, Jim, for a minute. <laughs> listen on. to me, Mr. Moyes. Carry on. It's not happening, okay? Sacked. We need a proper manager in for the Europa League that's going to get us through. Okay, we've got lucky this season. We've got lucky. We've had to rely on individuals and brilliance from them individuals to get to where we're at. So, David Moyes, if you're listening to this, I'm not impressed. Okay, I'm not impressed. Uh, that's my rant about Moyes, Dave. Um, there's a couple of other things I'd like to mention. Go on. So, you speak about this wonderful leader, Declan Rice. Mm. Uh, you know, he, he kisses the badge, he lifts the trophy, he sings with the fans. Um, how much does he love this club? Because if he is willing to make a transfer across London to... I mean, one of the most unlikable teams in the Premier League <laughs> and goes to Arsenal. How would that make West Ham fans feel, Dave? Because me, as a part-time West Ham fan, feels sick. He should be joining a proper club like, I don't know, just for example, off the top of my head, Man United, someone like that. Uh, but yeah, what do you think to this, Dave? Jem, I've said this, I think, on the last episode of the episode before, our enemy's enemy is our friend. So if he goes to Arsenal, then that's better than so many other clubs he could go to. Or it's less worse than so many other clubs he could go to. I think, though, Jem, what's interesting here, as you know, the West Ham fans sing one more year, one more year, Declan Rice. I'm not going to sing the rest of the song. But they sing that song, Jem, and then that goes up to two more years, two more years, three more years, until we get to 10 more years, which is like, we're getting into Chelsea territory there. Mm. Uh, but, Jem, what's interesting about this is Declan Rice has got two more years left on his contract. So one year with an option for West Ham to extend it by another year. Um, although Sullivan has said that Rice is probably going to leave, it depends on the offer, Jem, that comes in. I mean, we're talking, we, we, we've got to accept, it's got to be 150 million, Jem, 150 million for, for Rice. Um, and if the offer doesn't come in, and even if it does, Jem, what does Declan Rice want to do? Like you say, does he really want to go to Arsenal, 
you're not going to win anything there. I mean, we've got a, uh, as I say, we've got a shorter trophy drought than Arsenal have. <laughs> when did they last win? Did they the FA Cup a couple of years ago, two or three yeah. years ago, yeah. maybe even longer. So he could do one more year. He could do one more year and aim to win the Europa. And if we win the Europa, his ambition is to play Champions League. Then, as I said before, we win the Europa, win the Champions League. So he does another year, Jim, maybe signs a new contract at that point. And then, you know, by the following season, we'll have had, we'll have been in the Champions League a season, win that, be in the Champions League another season. We'll be in League One in the league by then, but he'll be playing his Champions League football, Jim. Mm. We'll have a we'll have a Champions League team playing in League One, just uh, just getting by, and uh, you know that could be enough for him, Jim. So he himself on Instagram has been posting videos of the fans chanting "One more year, one more year." Declan Rice. So what's that all about, Jim? <laughs> well, we'll see, Dave. We will well, see. I, I I I don't understand it. Um, you know, why would you leave European champions yep. for second place bottle jobs? <laughs> Couldn't have put it better myself. Uh, you know, just just it just baffles me. Another another thing that really um, it wound me up actually, Dave. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure this wound Ian up. Ian, I'm I'm sure you're ready for this. Um, there was a what do I call him, a trespasser during the uh, trophy celebrations on the pitch, Dave. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, sometimes, you know, when something... I know what's th- coming. There's a lot of people, isn't there, that, you know, so they, they may break up with someone in a relationship and they may still try and cling on to it and try and, you know, just just try and stay there when it's already gone. It's gone. You've got to let it go. Um, you know, we remember Aguero... Uh, at the World Cup, Dave. Yeah. Uh, you know, he had to retire, unfortunately, because of part issues. Uh, but he, he somehow ended up on the pitch and in the changing room smoking cigars with the Argentina players. Yep. But he wasn't part of that team, Dave. Uh, and then who I saw on Wednesday night after I'd, got, after I'd seen the highlights and, and stuff, I saw a guy that was somebody that I used to know to go to quote the song, and that guy is Mark Noble, the biggest fraud, not only in West Ham's history, in Premier League history. This guy is uh, insufferable, Dave. He is there, isn't he? Everywhere you look, he's there. He Everywhere just we go, he couldn't help himself, could he? Get his hands around that trophy and kiss that trophy. You, you, your career's done, mate, okay? I don't care if you're some sporting director now that, you know, got the job basically off a technicality of maybe playing for the club a couple of times in the last five years. Uh, listen, I'll remember him as the guy that came on for a 96-minute penalty and bottled it. <laughs> and Mark Noble, you should be ashamed of yourself. You've, you've, you're just getting in the way. The West Ham players don't want you there anymore. You, you, you're not wanted anymore. Okay, this is Declan Rice's moment, not yours. So, so disappointed in him, Dave. Do you think he was there in any official capacity, or was he just, uh, you know, buy his own ticket, get over there on the plane, and then? I think he's, he's, you know, he he probably 
probably beg. They said, Mark, we don't need, actually need you there. Your um, your job doesn't require you being there. You could uh, actually be doing some sort of scouting reports or something, you know, sorting out some finances back home. Oh, no, but, you know, just in case, I, I need to get my hands on the trophy because I've never had a trophy and my career has been one blur because it's not been so good. I, I don't know. Mark Noble, embarrassing. Listen, Mr. West Ham, that's not you I'm talking to, Jem. Mr. West Ham, Mark Noble. Yes. <laughs> he is Mr. West Ham. He, if you cut him, he bleeds claret and blue, Jem. And Jem, well, he certainly bleeds claret, that's for sure. I can guarantee that. If, but... if he really did, Dave, he would have been up in the stands with the fans if he did. Jem, he is, as you say, our sporting director, Jem. He needs to be. He is he is the heartbeat of, not the heartbeat of the team, because that's obviously Decker's, uh, but he is the heartbeat of West Ham, Jem. He is the heartbeat of West Ham. He needed to be there. And uh, I can't think of a more fitting thing to see than Mark Noble lifting that trophy, Jem, just a year after he retired. Got that wrong, didn't he? Time that badly. <laughs> but anyway, he was there, Jem, and it was just fitting to see. And don't forget, he's Declan Rice's mentor. He's taught him everything he knows, Jem. Got anything to say about that? Taught him anything, everything he knows. And um, he was there. He was there at the crucial moment, Jem, to celebrate. Um, I can't think of anything more fitting. He'll probably have to bring out a new copy of his book with an appendix in it about it. <laughs> Unfortunately for Mr. Mark, Mr. Noble, um, I'm sure he could learn a few things off Declan Rice now. So, uh... Well, as you say, Mr. Noble, he is a noble man, Jim, and mm. uh, very, very fitting. So I'm not having a word said against him. So, Jim, that was... Anybody, have you got anything else? Anything else you want to throw at me? Uh, no, I just, well, yeah, actually, I do. Um... <laughs> Keep it coming. You know, you called it the most prestigious competition. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go back about 18 months Dave, to a certain time when Tottenham Hotspur appointed Antonio Conte. Yeah. Uh, I think it was coming up to Christmas time. I think we still had a few, like, COVID issues going on at the time. Players were, like, pulling up COVID and had to isolate and stuff. I remember leading up to Christmas and uh, Tottenham had to play a game against, I think it was Wren at the time. And they had to forfeit the game, Dave. Yeah. They had to forfeit the game, which meant that they couldn't qualify for the next round yep. uh, of the Conference League, the round of 16 or 32, whatever it was. Yeah. And I remember some of the comments you made in uh, a sarcastic way. Uh, you know, some of the comments were along the lines of, you know, Tottenham couldn't even qualify for the Eurovision Song Contest uh, round of 16 games. Uh, they, you know, they've been playing on train track grounds and they couldn't even beat any of these teams. Who was that team, Dave? Who was our team that we... Uh, was it... NS Mura. Mura, yeah, that was the one. NS you know, Mura. Pub teams, I believe we were calling them. Uh, if I quote Michael Scott from the US office, look how the turntables... <laughs> Very appropriate as and, well for the, the, the train tracks. Yeah. And I had to bring that up because, well, you know that me and Ian like a laugh. 
with you, Dave. Well, so. look, Jem, this tournament, I mean, two things to say about that. First of all, this tournament has come on leaps and bounds, right? In, <laughs> in the, in the, the, the history, the history of this tournament, Jem. I think if you look back at past, ro- uh, past winners, you see the quality, don't you? Roma, who we'll come on to in a minute. Roma, who actually got to the final of the Europa Europa League, which we'll come on to. They, they've shown the way, Jem. Mm. Um, so look at all those past winners. Let's count them out. Roma. <laughs> so, Jem, it's got it's got a history. It's got a history now, Jem. And of course, back in those back in those days, teams Spurs weren't taking it seriously. They were Spurs themselves were a joke team, <laughs> and they just. It was just laughable what Spurs were doing with that competition. In fact, Leicester, you remember Leicester, they qualified for the knockout phase. No, they dropped into the knockout phase, didn't they, from the um, Europa League. And yeah. um, what's his name? Brendan Rogers said, what is this? What is this competition? I didn't even know it existed. What, what is this thing we've dropped into? So that's what it was like, Jem. But then Roma showed the way and then West Ham have come along and taken it by storm, Jem. I think have we not been the most successful English team in a European competition ever winning? What did I say? 12, 12 out of 13 games. Yeah. Incredible stats. And Jem, we love this competition and this, I'm going to tell you how much we love we've embraced and we love the conference league because I've talked about the new model going forward of getting into the Europa league final, winning that and then getting into the champions league the season after next. Right. But a contingency plan, and I'm, and this might not even be the contingency plan. This could be the actual plan. The contingency could be winning the Europa. But I think the actual plan would probably be to precisely finish third in our group in the Europa, right? Yeah. Drop back into the Conference League and win it again. It's our trophy. <laughs> it's, our, it's that prestigious that we might target third place. You heard it here first, people. We might target third place, drop back into the Conference League, win it again it's very good it's very good i like all these little routes that we may take i like it yeah and the next the next uh it's in dublin the next final we look this no up oh. It's in, oh no actually the europa league's in dublin the conference league final is in athens well so i'm gonna have to book hotels and flights to both destinations for next season gem yeah uh, and also, they've worked out as well that the, the I think the minimum, minimum stadium capacity has got to be 30,000 now. I think in year one, Jim, of this historic tournament, I think the stadium capacity, well, so long as it, if it, it could have a train track running through it, basically, in year one for the final. In fact, that's probably mandatory. In year two, 20,000, Prague. Year three, minimum of 30,000 going to Athens. I think it's AEK's ground. Yep. So this is how big it's becoming, Gem. And as I say, Roma led the way. Look at the history of the tournament. Look at the winners. Let's count the winners. Roma, West Ham. That's it. <laughs> Look at, I mean, what what a history. I mean, trailblazers. <laughs> trailblazers. Absolute trailblazers, Gem. And you know, you know, if you did drop back into the conference, I could see... An all claret and blue final, West Ham versus Aston Villa Conference League final in Athens. Right to see. Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that? And to be honest, Jem, I, I almost prefer that because if we stay in the Europa, at some point we're going to play Brighton, and that you know what that means. It only means one thing. 
we're going to lose. Probably Glenn Murray will come back and score against us again. <laughs> Bogey team. Yeah, exactly. So, Jem, that's a, that's a potential route for next season. So, yeah. now I did mention Roma, Jem, and I know you wanted to talk about Roma, managed by who are they managed by for the listeners? The special one. The special one, indeed. And they were playing Sevilla mm. in the Europa League final. Sevilla, sure. the Europa League specialist, who, by the way, Jim, who knocked out Sevilla? I mean, Sevilla always win the Europa League, and, and unless they come up and absolute come up against an absolutely massive club, and who knocked them out of the Europa League last season? Can you remember? You remember that uh, team? Absolutely no. massive club. Absolutely massive club. West Ham knocked them out, Jim. Just to remind everybody. Yeah. Sure? Uh, yeah. 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 I'm sure I was there. Yeah. Two, two one, two one <laughs> over two legs, Jim. That was. Uh, I think it was uh, who scored the winner. Oh, I can't remember now. Anyway, what a great game! What a great see, memorable, Jim. Absolutely memorable. <laughs> and um, they were they were in their the final of their competition. So you you know it's interesting, isn't it? The Europa League is Sevilla's competition. The Conference League is going to become West Ham's competition. Yeah. They're in the final against Roma, Jim. And so it, you know they're against the specialist, the Europa League specialist, Roma. How did it go? Well, first of all, Sevilla, um, this was the competition we should have won. Uh, but we somehow fatigued oh. over two legs in this stupid team. We should have been 5-0 up against Sevilla. This was the game we should have been 5-0 up. And then we got someone sent off. Well, no, Lissandro got injured. Yeah, We conceded two with 10 men. Yeah, uh, This was the game that we should have battered them. We should have... We should have sent Sevilla home thinking, why did they become professional footballers? That's well, what should have happened in that game. But do you know why that didn't happen, Jim? Do you know why... bo- oh, I was going to say because we're bottles, bottle jobs. No, no, it's, it's, much more, it's much more straightforward than that. I mean, that is fairly straightforward, but it's even more straightforward than that. Ten Hag, stupidly, what's he targeting each season? He's targeting the Premier League, isn't he? He's targeting top four. Idiot, <laughs> absolute idiot. If he just let go, you've got to let go, Jim. You've got to let go in this life. You've got to let go of trying to hold on to things. He's holding on to this notion that United are a top four team. Let go of that. Just be free. Be free of that. And then he would have won the Europa. That's a fair point. And I'm I'm, I'm also glad that you agree with my Mark Noble point as well. Just let go. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, <on>. we should... We should... <laughs> We, we should have beat them, Dave. Uh, yeah. They're an embarrassing club. Uh, they've got no money and they actually had one of our loanee players playing for them. Uh, and that's how bad they are. Yeah. They are terrible. Okay, so I'm not happy with them. I don't even get me started on the conspiracy of the Spanish clubs in Europe because it's pathetic. It, it continued in the final. Uh, they played Roma, like I mentioned. Jose Mourinho's Roma. Uh, Conference League winners last season. Yeah. Roma, yeah. Yeah. So there's a bit, you know, all these, you know, I'm going to start calling the Europa League and Conference League the something a bit like the Championship because it's recycled clubs day. <laughs> there's West Ham Sevilla last season. It was Roma last season in both these. Guys. Yeah, there's something going on here. That is true. I'm not arguing so, that. <laughs> um, I'm going to keep my eye on that one. Uh, but I mean, Roma were robbed. It, it was Roma robbery. Um, it was it was horrible, Dave. I mean, there was a handball, clearly, and they didn't even check it in VAR. Yeah, for Rome in Roma's favour. Uh, but but then it didn't surprise me, Dave, because then I remembered who was officiating the game, and it was these pathetic Brits. 
It was the pathetic Brit referees, Dave, uh, that call themselves the PGMOL. You know, they've got this big refereeing setup. Uh, all the gear, no idea, Dave, is what I'd say. Anthony Taylor was the referee. Yeah. Uh, and he, he had a nightmare. He had an absolute nightmare. I mean, I think even UEFA are actually doing an investigation into his performance. Uh, so hopefully he'll never ref in that level again. Hopefully never in the Premier League again. Hopefully he just never refs again. <laughs> I don't even want to see him on the, on the park at the local Sunday League team because he's going to make he's going to make mistakes. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, Jose wasn't happy with him, and Jose, as he did once for Real Madrid, waited for the referee uh, in the car park and <laughs> gave him a load of stick. Rightly so. <laughs> Followed the ref. I, I you know all you kids listening. I encourage this. Get on your referees because if they want to keep making mistakes, 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 let's make them regret coming into this sport. If they can't take it, they don't want to come out and do interviews. Well done, Jose. Well done, Jose. And this this was intimidation at its finest, Dave, because this then caused the Roma fans to meet Anthony Taylor and his family in the airport and intimidate him even more. And this was this was beautiful. This is what I want to see. Um, you know, I'm not saying let's make it personal. I'm just saying let's just make him remember what at what at what costs his decisions are, 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 are you know are causing for us, Dave. So, um, yeah, I mean, the scene, I, I, I'm still thinking of the scenes now, and uh, I loved it. I yeah. Jim, I know you're not really serious about this. That you're only joking, aren't you? Yeah, I'm only joking. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, we can't. We can't condone violence towards referees, Jem. That's what we're trying to stamp that out. But yeah, this guy, this guy, he um, he lost control, Jem. He lost control of this game. And honestly, it was a game where I didn't actually see this game, but somebody sent me a a little report of it. And he said something like, hang on, I'll just try and find, I'll just try and read this if I can. Uh, hang on. Sorry, a bit of dead air here on the radio. Europa League final, a game as it should be played. No acting or time wasting. No foul play. No gamesmanship. Respect for the officials and for each other from the man- player and managers, players and managers. Brilliant attacking football. What an advert for the game. And then I woke up. <laughs> I, I believe it was everything that that wasn't. If that makes yeah. sense, it was yeah. none of that. Basically, yeah. it was none of that. And I don't know at what point Anthony Taylor lost control. Where would you say he lost control of the game, Jim? Uh, when he picked the ball up, walking onto the pitch. <laughs> shambles, Dave. Absolute shambles. Fair enough. <laughs> but you know, like I said, I'm not. Uh... I'm not encouraging any violence. No. It was only a joke. I hope, I hope people didn't take it seriously. If, you, if you're going to attack your referees, shame on you. You know, just just let them know just what what, what they are. That's all I'll say. <laughs> okay, so that was the uh, oh, silly competition, Europa League final. Uh, yeah. But 
so Sevilla are now back into the Champions League. Now, I suppose they're going to be looking at the Champions League and thinking exactly like West Ham think. Can, <laughs> they, can they finish third in their group? <laughs> got to be third. Yeah, got to be third. Watch out for that next season. I can guarantee you right now, Man United will be in the same group as Sevilla. <laughs> 100%. We, we are La Liga, Dave. We are La Liga. <laughs> we'll have to play Sevilla. And then if we get through the, the into the round of 16, you know who we'll be playing. It'll be a Spanish team. <laughs> Barcelona, probably. Oh, dear, Jim. Dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Um, by the way, that memorable game I was talking about, the Sevilla game, it was Yarmolenko who scored the winner. How can we, how could we forget mm. him? How could we forget? Of course. Where, where is he now? Don't know. You see, that was a guy who should have been lifting the trophy the other day, not Mark Noble. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you an interesting stat, though, Jim. Interesting fact. Craig Dawson, Big Doors. Mm. Uh, you know, we, we, we love we love Big Doors, don't we? Yeah, Ballon Dawson. Ballon Dawson, indeed. And he played enough Euro, uh, Conference League games for us before he went to Wolves to get a medal. <laughs> So apparently, the medal, and this is literally what West Ham have said, is going to be in the post. No way. So the postman is going to deliver a medal to. I don't know if the postman will hang it round Craig Dawson's neck in some kind of ceremony, <laughs> or just post it through the letterbox. It's, it's unclear. That's yet to be decided. But he is going to get a medal. And Jem, I don't think we could have won it without him. Who can forget last season's heroics? Yeah. Uh, which actually made no difference to us winning the Conference League this season. But let's just say it did. Uh, and, uh, Jem, yeah, even Wolves. Wolves have been praising Dawson and West Ham fans have been, and they've been saying, you know, West, uh, Wolves have been saying that they wouldn't have stayed up if it wasn't for Dawson. And West Ham fans have been going on there and going, yep, same for us. You know, what a player, what a legend. Well, you know, if he was such a West Ham legend, Dave, um, Mr. West Ham should be. <laughs> Driving up to Birmingham, putting the medal around his neck, and congratulating him for, for actually playing a part in this in this you know this success. Mm. Not just sitting there in the stands and having a beer then here and there and acting like you're part of it. Um, yeah, I mean, if he wants to redeem himself, that's what he should be doing. I bet Dawson was watching that, thinking, "Who the hell does he think he is?" <laughs> Uh, who knows? Who knows what he was thinking? I probably he's probably just thinking, "Come on, win it, so I can win it for me, so I can get a medal." No, he wouldn't even think that. He's a very selfless man, very humble, selfless man. He'd have been just willing the boys on, Jim. Yeah. And I know you said about us potentially getting banned for what was it? You said Moyes would get banned for. I can't remember now. You said something earlier on about Moyes getting banned. running on the pitch. Running on the pitch. Maybe he also might get banned for his dancing. <laughs> And also, we've got this small matter of the club will need to deal with the uh, investigation into the beer glass throwing or beer cup throwing yep. and the vape throwing that hit the uh, Fiorentina player on the head and mm -hmm. cut his head open. So we don't condone any of that, of course, Jem. And uh, we'll have to see what happens there, whether we'll be, I don't know. I don't know what will happen. We'll, we'll... I think the trophy should be moved. It should be given to Fiorentina as as an apology, as punishment. <laughs> we will await the outcome of that, Jim. Like we'll await the outcome of the how many uh, fair play rule, not fair play, financial fair play rules have been infringed by City. 
I think it's 113. 113, unlucky for some. Uh, financial fair play rules been been breached, and we're waiting. We're still awaiting the outcome of that, aren't we? We are. And I suppose we should mention them. If you, I don't know if you've got anything to say because they had, I think, had a reasonably good season, didn't they? City, they did all right. Mm. Uh, but uh, and I think I believe. They won last night. Now, the one thing I'd say about the Inter versus City game, the one thing that really troubled me, Jim, it troubled me from the start of the game, both in both in the home kits, <laughs> like, both in blue, basically. I know Inter are black and blue, but what's that all about? Yeah, I mean, it's... It, you know, it takes away the draw, doesn't it? You know, if you're draw, drawn out as the home team in the final... Mm. You should be given the home advantages. Yeah. So you know, West Ham had to play in their third kit, that white kit with the with the flames on it. It's mm. like it's like you spilt something down your shirt. <laughs> but City, yeah, City played in their blue, and I just I can only assume it was an attempt by Inter, uh, by Inter to just confuse City, like <clears throat> pass to me, I'm one of you. But it was a defensive masterclass. For what I saw of it, Jim, it was defensive masterclass by Inter. And uh, they really soaked up the pressure. And, you know, when City got into Inter's final third, they pressed the ball. City had to go backwards. Made a few chances. But then Inter, I mean, your man, Jem, uh, trampoline boots, trampoline feet. He had a couple of chances, didn't he? He did. But you know what? He, he, Rom is Rom. Rom is going gonna, gonna to make a goal line clearance for his own team and block one of his own players from scoring a goal because he wants a limelight. Uh, but you know what? The game changed when he came on. At least they gave it a go. I thought Jekko was abysmal and I'm glad they brought Rom on because he caused him a few problems. So, yes, he is the Timberland man. Uh, yes, he is the jeans guy. He plays in jeans and Timberlands. So people, you know... <laughs> However, I, I I thought he did all right last night, apart from blocking his teammates' shot. Oh yeah, he did do that. <laughs> Was that going in? It looked like it. Yeah. Uh, it's fine margins, fine margins, Jim. So City got their got their little win that they wanted. So they're all happy. They're all happy. They've got. Uh, it's just fake, isn't it? It's just yeah. they're not even real. I think they've spent one point three billion since twenty seventeen. So. Yeah, well done. Wow. <laughs> so impressive. Got, got probably one of the best managers ever, plus one billion war chest. Yeah. So impressive. You know what? It, it just makes things like Leicester City's title win look minimal. It looks like nothing because they've they've worked so hard for this day. They've they've you know, maxed out every potential in every department of that club. Yeah. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Fair play. <laughs> fair play to them. Uh, financial fair play coming their way. Jem, <laughs> uh, uh, going to move on from City because, yeah, we don't want to talk about them anymore. Uh, I've got a couple of pieces of news, though, Jem. I don't know if I mentioned this in the last podcast, but going back to our old friends, and it's a good place to sort of get towards the end of a couple of old friends I want to talk about. Uh our old friend Leeds, Jim, I don't know if you noticed this, they have been acquired this week 
by 49ers Enterprises for the US mm. of A. Yep. So the 49ers, San Francisco 49ers, um, the, the, the organization that owns them have bought Leeds. And uh, I tell you, well, there's only one there's only one man for the job. They've got to get back in because Sam's gone. So who, who, who do you think we need to get in for this, this gem? Well, the guy that sorted out the deal. The guy <laughs> that wants America to take over Premier League. It's got to be Jesse Marsh. He's got to be back, hasn't he? It's got to be. He's got to be back. Otherwise, if if not that, I'd say Ted Lasso and Coach Beard. <laughs> Agreed. It's got to be Jesse, though. Is, we, where is he? He's got to come back, hasn't he? They're going to get him back in. He's, he's got to come in. I mean, you know, they sold to a mysterious guy within this organisation of the 49ers. Yeah. Uh, and that mysterious guy was actually uh, Jesse Marsh. You know, that's why he's been so quiet on LinkedIn recently, Dave, because he's been <laughs> working out a way of, fine, if they're going to get rid of me, they can't get rid of me if I own the club. <laughs> he's going to be a club owner stroke manager. The new, new model. So, we love that. We do love that. And the other little stat, Gem, that I've got is Spurs are, were this season. I don't know if I mentioned this in the last one. They're the only the second Premier League team, Gem, to score and concede sixty plus goals in a season. Oof. Only the second Premier League team ever to do that to score and concede sixty plus goals in a season. Soak that in. That's quite a feat. So, on the one hand, yeah, scoring 60 is good, but conceding 60, wow. Yeah. They've done both of those. Do you know who the first team, the first Premier League club to do that was, Jim? <laughs> I hope it's Spurs. <laughs> Spurs. <laughs> 2007 to 2008. <laughs> that is so Spursy, isn't it? Oh, dear. Amazing. I love that one. I think that's the year they won the Carling Cup, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is, yeah. Their last really? trophy. Their trophy drought has gone on since then, Jim. Oh. That's what eight, that's ten years. That's like fifteen years, Jim. <laughs> we we haven't even had fifteen days yet of a trophy drought. Brilliant. I'm on day four. Oh, happy days, Jim. Happy days. Uh, that's everything I've got for this podcast and this season. Mm. I don't know if you've got anything else you want to say or. No, I'm. I'm just hoping the next time everybody hears from me that Man United are Qatar. I, I am, I am hoping. Is that the so, way you? That's the way you want it to go. I mean, if we want to compete with these oil bags mm-hmm. across the road, then we need Qatar. Qatar in. I will. I will learn the language. I will go there on holiday. I will do what it takes if mm. Qatar take over this club and treat us the proper way, which I think they will. Well, they gave us a good World Cup in the end, didn't they? They did. After some dodgy stadium building stuff going on, but they delivered it, and, and actually good VAR as well on the offsides. I like yeah. that. So yeah, okay, all right. Well, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. This is all this football thing never stops, Gem, does it? It never ends. It's all going to start again in early August, and uh, we're going to be yeah having to go through it all again next next year. Yeah, it's like uh, it's it's like Coronation Street, isn't it? It's just drama. Non-stop drama, you know. Just when you think, oh, you can't get, you know, it's boring now. We, we can't, we can't get any more storylines. It hits you in the face, and you get something new. West Ham winning a European trophy. Who would have put money on that? Hmm? Who would have put money on? That? 
Oh, Jem, but you've got to remember, West Ham are massive everywhere we go. West Ham are massive everywhere we go. <laughs> everywhere we go. Have you got the Declan Rice version now? <laughs> it's, a, it's a family show. Oh, yeah, sorry. And well, that's, uh, that's how I'm going to end it. It's been a pleasure as uh, as always. Yeah. Uh, another season. Yeah, we well, hope you enjoyed. Well done, us. And, uh, 33 episodes. 33 episodes. Um, hope you've enjoyed. We'll be uh, interested in any feedback. Mm. We will take it on board. Mm. And uh, we will hopefully see you soon. We will see you soon.